And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On Razorbacks sent you. Going to have a fun-filled show today as Arkansas, 30 years ago this week, joined the SEC, and what a decision that was. A very risky decision, but a decision that has paid off in dividends, at least financially, maybe not competitively, but that's something that has always been on the forefront in talking about whether or not it was worth it, whether or not it was the right thing to do, but it's certainly been crazy to think that here we are 30 years ago this week is when Arkansas joined the SEC, and the only person that we can talk more about that And someone who was around during that time and has been around and has been dealing with the University of Arkansas since that point, and that is Kevin Trainer, who is part of the University of Arkansas and has played different roles with the university, and it's so exciting to talk about Arkansas making that jump to the SEC 30 years ago. Kevin, appreciate you joining us. How you doing? Great. Great to be with you guys, and uh, yeah, it's hard to believe 30 years. It's it's gone by quickly for for some of us. I know for some Razorback fans, they don't remember those days, but uh, it, it hadn't been that long ago. So let me ask you this, because you know you could be considered kind of the big constant over there at the U of A. You've had athletic directors, you've had coaches, you've had a lot of different people come and go, but yet you've been at the university for quite some time and really during the SEC era. So just kind of looking uh, back on your time there, uh, what has the difference been by being in the Southeastern Conference, in your opinion? How, what type of true impact has it had on the athletic department? Well, as you mentioned, I've, I've been very fortunate uh, to, to go to school here and, and, and be part of the athletic department uh, in the time uh, when we were in the Southwest Conference and saw that transition to the SEC. So uh, I've been blessed to be a part of a, a lot of those opportunities. But to compare the program now to what, what it was in, in the early 1990s or late 80s as Arkansas prepared to go in the SEC is, is really apples to oranges. And, uh, again, the Southwest Conference was fantastic for the University of Arkansas for 76 years. And uh, it's certainly not uh, anything disparaging about the Southwest Conference. But I, I think what Coach Broyles and others saw at the time is that while the Southwest Conference had been our past, uh, it was not going to be the future, and certainly that played out. And so when you look at the University of Arkansas, it's hard to drive down Razorback Road and, and not immediately notice the difference from a facility standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, you talk about recruiting uh, uh, footprints. And, and from the very candidly, the nationally competitiveness of, of programs uh, has all risen in, in the time uh, in the SEC. And conversely, Arkansas has been uh, an incredible uh, get for the Southeastern Conference. And, uh, and so both parties have benefited greatly from that affiliation. Kevin, at the time of the announcement, did you get a feel for the reaction from the fans? What was that like? Well, there was a reason that I kind of uh, pinned it that way in, in the column. It, it, it was kind of like breaking up with uh, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend, whatever the case may be. There, there's that trepidation of, gosh, it, it's all I've ever known. Uh, there were some good times, uh, but this this seems exciting. And so I think there was trepidation there because, again, Arkansas had established itself in the Southwest Conference in many ways. Uh, success in football obviously dominated the men's basketball tournament at the old Reunion Arena, Barnhill South. And so there were a lot of 
comforting things. And I, and I think you see that even now when uh, Arkansas travels to uh, Texas for either the Southwest Classic or other events, people still have those great memories and, and places they want to go. But, uh, you know, it, it was a recognition that uh, things uh, looking ahead weren't that bright. And if Arkansas wanted to continue and then grow as a program, that uh, probably the Southwest Conference was not the right place to be. And, and I think certainly that's played out over the last three decades. Well, Kevin, I know that when we were talking about with Frank Broyles and how a lot of the decisions he made as athletic director and, of course, as a football coach, he was very forward-thinking uh, in a lot of elements, and joining the SEC well, was one of those elements as well. But just looking at it, what it is now, like what the SEC is now, was that even a thought? Was that something that you know you people, in, whether it's at Arkansas or anywhere in this league, thought that the SEC would become what it is today as far as the revenue and the attention and the the great stature that it is as a conference? Well, I think that's a great question, and as part of this celebration, uh, and we'll have a Zoom call tomorrow night that's free to uh, Razorback fans, and, and we invite them all to join. But as I was talking to former Commissioner Roy Kramer of the SEC, he talked about the concern within the SEC at that time that you know, splitting revenue uh, uh, in that case of Arkansas in eleventh way and South Carolina twelfth way, they were concerned about that. Clearly, that hasn't been an issue just because of the explosion of the SEC that brought on the SEC football championship game with the expansion beyond ten teams uh, and the great success the Southeastern Conference has had. So, to answer your question, I, I think there was that potential, but I think anyone, uh, even those closely involved, would have been hard pressed to see the uh, dramatic success that the SEC would have over the last 25 to 30 years. Was it ultimately Frank Broyles' decision, or were there others involved? What were some of the factors that made it all come together? Sure, that's a great question. Coach Broyles, as is, is, is was mentioned, was uh, he had an ability to see three or four steps down the line, and so certainly his vision was a huge part of that, but he wasn't alone. Obviously, uh, Chancellor Dan Ferreter, uh was a big part of that. Uh, Bev Ralph Lewis, who was the women's athletic director at the time, and then Al Witte, who was a um, the faculty rep here at the University of Arkansas, longtime law professor, uh, very well respected, the former president of the NCAA, were all involved in that decision. But but what's remarkable to me, even looking back now, is how quickly all of that came together. We talk about things like uh, teams moving conferences, things happening. This all happened really in, a, in about a two-month span from the time the SEC announced they were interested in expanding to the time they were here on campus to welcome Arkansas. So in today's society, for such a major decision to happen in two months over a summer is really remarkable how quickly it came together. And I, I think that speaks to the unity that was here at the University of Arkansas in, in making that decision. We'll continue on our discussion with Kevin Trainer about Arkansas joining the SEC here in just a second. But I first, I got to tell you folks about rockauto.com. This is it, man. This is the time where you need to start working on your own vehicle instead of worrying about somebody else working on it. Because we're all stuck here where the COVID-19 is going on. We're having to wear masks. We're having to stay at home and stay isolated as much as possible. So with the free time on our hands, we can start to learn how to do it ourselves on our own vehicles. And luckily, you have a place that's able to help you with that, and that's rockauto.com, where they have all the car parts you will ever need for so many different makes and models. It's the way to go, because chain stores have different price tiers. 
They have professional mechanic price as well as do-it-yourself price, which you never know what it's going to be or what's going to be more expensive. But luckily at rockauto.com, the prices are all the same for everybody, and they're extremely low. Rockauto.com also offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing them based on what the market will bear like like the airlines and people like that do. So you have a great setup with rockauto.com. So the fact is, is that when you're going out and you're checking these places out, just leave. Walk out the door. Because if you go to rockauto.com, you can see the selection that they have, where they have a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Their prices are always low. And it's also a family business. And they've been serving the car park customers for over 20 years. So head over to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you where amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need, it's rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, the daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're speaking with Kevin Trainer on the Westin Cigars Hotline, the chief of public relations for the athletic department up at the University of Arkansas. You know, Kevin, the one thing that I know that's got brought up a lot today when we were talking about this decision is people bring up geography. And how geography, it would have made more sense maybe to be in the Big 12. But to me, just the way that, especially how much money that is made in college sports and also uh, the setup and the format of how it is, you know, travel and geography isn't as big of a factor. Has it been, when you when originally joined the SEC, was that a factor? Was that something that had an impact as how much further the travel was going to be? Well, certainly that that was a, a concern as you looked at the SEC. I mean, the, the Razorback fan base is tremendous. Uh, I just mentioned the basketball tournament, but it was across the board, whether it was baseball in Texas, whether it was football, uh, and, and certainly the proximity to the Southwest Conference schools made that uh, much closer. But I, I think we all think about that decision in today's terms. The Big 12 didn't exist. It was the Big 8. And, again, as the Southwest Conference went down the path to dissolve, uh, it wasn't just Texas and Texas A&M that uh, was being looked out for. There were a lot of politics in Texas and in the state house, and there were other uh, other political appointees that had some uh, designs for others, whether it be Baylor or Texas Tech and others. So there was there was no guarantee that even in a split of the Big Eight, and they added members that Arkansas uh, would be included in that. And I, I know. It's easy to look back now and say, well, that, that proximity, that would be uh, closer. But uh, t- to me, uh, and, I'm, and I'm biased, I grew up in, in Big A country, but to me, to have the SEC, uh, the, the Big 12 and other conferences are still trying to get to where the SEC is. And so for Arkansas to get a spot in the SEC 30 years ago and be a part of that tremendous growth was a, a, it was a huge coup. Was there a sport you were most excited about at the time of joining the SEC? Well, there were a bunch of them, but, I mean, it's hard to not say men's basketball. I mean, to to have uh, Coach Richardson's and, and and those great teams go into Rupp Arena and just beat the dog out of the cats uh, there. I, I remember going to the 93 uh, SEC tournament in Rupp Arena. That's how long ago that was. We were still playing on, <laughs> on sites like that. But it was half Arkansas, half Kentucky fans, and uh, – I think one of the things that keeps coming up uh, as a memory from that time is even the year before at Birmingham, the men's basketball tournament, Arkansas was playing the second game of the session. Uh, the game before was finishing up, and all of a sudden there was a rumble across the, the Birmingham uh, BJCC, 
and people didn't know what it was, and Arkansas had walked into the arena to sit down to get ready to warm up, and all of a sudden the Razorback fans stood up and called the Hogs in the middle of the other game, and it was really a sign to the rest of the SEC that things had changed, and it wasn't just the Big Blue Nation that was going to be around. Arkansas fans were there, and Arkansas was there to compete. Well, it's funny you bring that up, Kevin, because this is this question kind of goes along with that. Because I know that you know there was so much focus on what Arkansas was doing and you know the conference that they were leaving. But do you remember any sort of like something that stood out to you as far as the reception from other programs in the SEC when it was announced? Oh, we're adding Arkansas, we're adding South Carolina. Uh, was the reception pretty warm? Were people kind of like, oh, we don't need these teams? Do you remember what that was like? Well, I, I think, you know, in, in going back and, and visiting with Commissioner Kramer and Bev Lewis and, and, and Chancellor Ferreter, uh, they talked about the collegial relationship that immediately that was felt in the SEC. Um, just very candidly, the Southwest Conference was kind of the has, haves and have-nots. And, and what was never a part of the SEC, in fact, one of the biggest things in the SEC was the revenue-sharing program where everyone worked together uh, to to better the entire league. And so I, I think that spilled over, not just from a financial standpoint, but from embracing Arkansas. And Arkansas had a lot to offer. Arkansas had uh, John McDonald in the men's track and field program. You had a, a young Lance Harder who was just beginning to build uh, his women's track and field dynasty. You had men's basketball. A lot of people don't realize Arkansas was the first team other than Alabama and Florida to play in the SEC football championship game. So there were a lot of things that Arkansas offered and brought to the SEC and helped raise the level of competition in many of those sports. So that's why I say Arkansas came in and, and added something immediately. So I think in that respect, uh, we gained a lot of respect from other conference members early in our tenure. So, Kevin, there's a thought out there that even after 30 years and to this day, Arkansas doesn't have a true rival in the SEC. So at the time, were there any rivalries you were worried about losing from the Southwest Conference? Well, certainly that's the one thing that I, I think you can say is that uh, we've struggled to find a consistent rival. Um, again, whether it was the University of Texas, and they had they had many rivals in the Southwest Conference as well, but uh, – for a number of years, our rivalry with LSU uh, was building. I think sport by sport, you have different rivalries, certainly in baseball. Uh, I think you can make an argument that Ole Miss and Arkansas series, especially with the Super Regional uh, a couple of years ago and some other things have built into that. Uh, but that's going to take some time. Certainly we've uh, had some rivalry with Texas A&M and, and now with uh, building one with Missouri. So. That, that is one thing uh, that will continue to grow in the SEC. Those things don't happen overnight. But uh, certainly, if you ask a Razorback fan uh, across the state, it depends probably on their generation what they say. But uh, many of them may still say the University of Texas, and that's okay. Uh, but there, there, there are some that, uh, as we continue to compete uh, against schools, some of that will continue to build. We'll continue our discussion with Kevin Trainer of the University of Arkansas here in just a second. But first, this. Yeah, it's funny, Kevin, because that was always the team I felt like when they did join the expansion in the SEC in 2012 with Missouri and Texas A&M being one of them. Like, Texas A&M was the one that made the most sense as far as being a rivalry game. Uh, but, uh, you know, having a neutral field and playing down there in Jerry's world and also being earlier in the season, it just makes me wonder that maybe there's still time for that 
to uh, to build some momentum and maybe get that game moved to the end of the season. Nothing against Missouri or anything like that, but you know, rivalry week, it would be great for Arkansas to be a part of that. And I feel like A and M would be the perfect fit for it. Yeah, you know, and, and winning winning helps that, and we've got to continue to do uh, our part in in that. Is you know part of the reason the Arkansas LSU football series took on uh, took on that rivalry feel is because for many times. Uh, that final game of the season, you were playing for a spot in the SEC championship game, or at least to influence it. And so, I, I think uh, as as programs continue to win, and there's something on the line, uh, that that will build. Um, certainly, the Arkansas Kentucky basketball uh, rivalry early in the tenure uh, was hot and heavy, and I think it it, it still carries on a, a on a special feeling. And certainly here in Arkansas uh, last year when. It was as loud as I've ever heard it. I, it there are moments uh, where that plays out. And, and so I, I think uh, as we continue on, some of those things will continue to build, whether it's with a Texas A&M, an Ole Miss, a, a Missouri, or, or anybody else here in the league. How are you feeling about the conference in general these days and moving forward in Arkansas's place in the SEC? Well, you know, it, it, is, a, it is a tough league. It's a tough league in every sport. Uh you know, sometimes you feel like uh, you're tenth in the uh, tenth in the nation, and uh, you know you're still eighth in the SEC. Sometimes, uh, but it, it's uh, it, it's that competitiveness has also allowed us to continue to recruit uh, student athletes in all of our sports that want to come and compete uh, against the very best. And when you look at um, when you look at baseball, or you look at women's basketball. Or any any of the sports, softball and its tremendous growth. This is where you come if you want to compete against the very best. And we know that uh, if if we can have success in the SEC like we did last year and winning the soccer championship, we've got a great chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament and be one of the best teams in the country. So, um, you know, it, it's it's not a there aren't as nearly as many gimmies. I'll give you that in, as we had in the Southwest Conference, but. Uh, the competition, I think, has raised our level as well. Well, Kevin, I also got to ask you, man, uh, just just knowing what's going on with the COVID-19, and I know that uh, football season is the next on the docket to figure out what's going on there, but what's it been like up at the U of A and in your role and being in there in the administration having to deal with all this? I mean, is it a daily thing where everyone's meeting and talking? or I mean, what's been going on and how have you guys been handling up there on the Hill? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's much like uh, what everyone is dealing with uh, out, outside of uh, the athletic department. I mean, there's a lot of uh, still unknown. There's things changing day to day. But, you know, I, I think the one thing that people that don't have an opportunity to, to be inside these walls may not understand is just uh, the, the student athletes and, and, and their commitment to wanting to play and, and finding a way to play. No one wants to put student athletes coaches or fans in a, in a dangerous situation but we also are trying to work together with the SEC and, and others to find a way uh, to give them that opportunity to compete and uh, it, it's important uh, not just from a financial standpoint which it is important because that supports everything that we do including the education and, and all those things that we pour into our student athletes but just the morale of the state and, and what they want to do so I think we're continuing to press forward, stay focused as much as we can, and knowing that this year we'll have a giant asterisk on it regardless, and it's not going to look the same. So uh, just preparing for what lays ahead and, and trying to be prepared when the time comes to know what's going to happen. Kevin, we know you're a big part of SEC Media Days, so 
Um, how are you? Is there any kind of update on as to what may happen, or are we just looking at it's not happening this year? Well, you know that that's interesting. I, you know, it, it's kind of a everything has got a kind of hinging on uh, what what's football season going to look like. I certainly missed the opportunity to to go down. I was looking forward to being up there with uh, Coach Pittman. I, I think he uh, would have done a tremendous job and will do a tremendous job with the SEC media when they get an opportunity. And, and certainly when it comes to Western Division coaches, it would have been quite a show with several others that have been hired in, in our division. So look forward to that day, and hopefully we'll be back there next year. But, uh, you know, as far as media day, really until there's some some guidance on what the season will look like, it's difficult to really ask anything but the questions we all have, which is, uh, will football start on time? What will it look like? How many games? And so I, I think in the respect for that and just not knowing, uh, I, I think kind of first things first, try to determine what it's going to look like, and then hopefully we can all turn the page to talking about what we would like to talk about, which is uh, the young men and the young women in the program getting back on the field at some point. Yeah, Kevin, I'm sure you were uh, hating, uh, missing out on calling on Bob Holt the entire time down there at MSCC Media Days. It almost seemed like that was your go-to line, going to going to Bob Holt every question. That, that, that's right. Bob, uh, for a press conference moderator, uh, Bob is always the ace in the hole, especially when uh, you start running out of questions and you need to fill some more time. You know Bob's over there on your front left, and he's ready to go at any point. So I, I appreciate Bob. Yeah, we all love Bob. That's for sure. That's Kevin Trainer, the chief of public relations up at the athletic department for the university of Arkansas. Kevin, really appreciate you joining us. I know it's a crazy time for everybody uh, going on, but also with you in the athletic department, hopefully you have some football this season and we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. Guys, thanks for having me on. And yeah, hopefully next time we're talking, we'll be we'll be talking about some uh, Razorback athletics on the field. So we look forward to that. Uh, absolutely. Enjoy it, Kevin. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 